0: Happy Republic Day everyone and welcome to the Defast Podcast. Today we have with us the extremely talented Lieutenant Commander Bijan Iyer. Thank you sir for joining us. So, sir, as civilians, we always look at the Indian Armed Forces as something that's very interesting as well. Not just inspirational, it's something that's interesting as well. So, what is the most interesting aspect of the Navy which made you choose it as a career?
1: Yeah, I mean, to be very frank and to be very honest, uh, for me, uh, joining Navy was all about the uniform, you know. Because that was the first thing I saw about the Navy rather than a ship or a submarine or a special force, nothing. Because i think it was 8 standard 8 standard 9 standard and since i'm from mumbai i stay very close to a naval cant a naval civilian cant so yeah so there was an incident where uh, wherein we had gone to play inside the cantonment trespassing the normal rules and regulations and then you know many a time we would just escape uh, unhurt uncaught rather and uh, one such occasion the luck gave away and we were caught by this, uh, you know, the naval guys there and we were marched up to a gypsy. A gypsy is uh, a Maruti gypsy, which was the naval vehicle, the white one. And when we were standing out, there stepped a handsome young man with a white, white shoe, white, uh, you know, uniform, the golden appellant, probably was a lieutenant, I guess, and then a white hat. Cap, PCap, and with a Ray Ban, and the entire demeanor of that particular person was such that it it would a charm on me. Ki boss, what is this? You know, this is how a personality should be. This is how your life should be. You know, your third part, and that was the first impression I got about the Navy, and. uh, you know, not knowing much about the Navy. I subsequently maintained the same answer when I went for my two SSVs later. And they were pretty surprised. You know, like people come from, you know, when someone asks why you wanted to join Navy, they will give all the correct reason, you know, technical force, I want to be learning. I just said, you know, for the love of uniform, and there is a story behind it. And this is my story. So if you want to accept it, fine. If you don't want to accept it, you can reject me. But this is what is an honest answer. And that was the first first step and the first time because previous to that, I was very inclined towards camouflage, the olive green. I wanted to be an army uh, and I was very impressed with the two shows which were there during that time, uh, you know, my generation. So that was Paramveer Chakra and Foji. Uh, so that was the army for us, you know. No formal background, no family background, no cool, uh, you know, wherein uh, someone will come and someone, some folks from the armed forces, nothing like that. So the suburbs, as such Mumbai and all, even today, the inclination is very less towards the armed forces because of various reasons, you know, and just imagine those days to totally different. Tha. So yes, so to answer your question, uniform was the charm, which made me think about Navy and, and to work towards it, you know, thinking and uh, aspiring is one thing. But there's a hell lot of work to be done to be in the right place, right time and to be, uh, you know, what I have done whatever in my uh, span of career with the armed forces.
0: So that's that's very motivational, honestly speaking. And speaking of motivation, we've talked about motivation a lot on this podcast previously. People have told us about all kinds of motivational stuff. There is this Baba and this book and this motivation and this formula. And honestly, half of it does not work. But when you look at the modern armed forces and the way they're achieving Things either you take like the Kargil war and or anything at all. Whatever the the level of things they're achieving is absolutely superhuman, and the kind of motivation I imagine from their point of view is it is is extreme. So what is what is that that motivates them and and can that mo- chief primary source of motivation be used for a normal civilian to achieve if not superhuman then at least extraordinary level of uh, productivity or extraordinary level of effectiveness? Yeah, see,
1: uh, when when a uh, person joins the armed forces, you know, when I say a person yeah you can take an entity who's joining the armed forces at various age of their life you know someone who comes after 12th standard the very basic thing for the officers start after 12th standard either they go to NDA they go to INA they go to AFA this is the first step or or to AFMC you know and there are other places. The first step is after 12 and the next is after your graduation. So imagine after 12, you are what? 17, 18, right? True. And then after graduation, probably 20, 21. This is the first stepping stone. And for the soldiers and sailors and the airmen, uh, earlier it used to be 10 standard uh, as a, you know, boys Navy, they used to call after 10 standard, they used to join. So now why I'm giving this rationale of age is because at that age, when people are about to start thinking, we're a teenage where about they are starting to understand things and here people they are already married towards the nation you know I'm using this word married towards the nation and for anybody who joins the academy see getting a job is not a primary aim right anybody joining the armed forces for them job doesn't matter it's not a job because job hai kya hai ki, you know like you think about it then uh, you will think of growing you will think of changing that job if, if you don't like but uh joining the armed forces is a commitment you know it's a commitment purely and uh, here you are joining knowing that things may go wrong with you you know you may or may not because war or any such situation doesn't announce and come i don't know there is a war five years later because anything can happen any point of time so when you sign up for for the armed forces it is it is the internal thing within you the internal you know orientation which you would have already done from eight standard nine standard so this comes at a very pretty young age you know and we are not doing uh not doing for the family not doing for the father nobody forces you even if somebody forces you the chance of you getting selected is very minuscule it is one of the toughest entries uh, to join the armed forces see one is aspiring to join the armed forces other thing is to be there you know to follow the entire chain of process and to be there so your question what motivates these people so the motivation comes from within you know the motivation comes to see the tricolor you know Unfurling of tricolor, when Absolutely. it is roaring high. That is the motivation, you know. For a soldier, someone uh, who's getting a pay of say whatever, 30, 40,000 and then he doesn't know when he's at a siachen when he's flying uh, you know, the best of the aircraft, when he's at some other border, the desert border, when he's in deep sea, when he's when he's under water, when he or she, they doesn't know for whom he is or she is fighting, you know. Yes. They're not fighting for Ambani or Adani. They are fighting for every man and woman of this country. True. Right? True. And they know that it is so hostile. Weather may change. If sea is there, then, you know, sea becomes rough. Can you on border, uh, you know, terrorist and so many other people are there who hate us, right? True. And for the sake of motherland, for the sake of people of our country for the sake of saying Tiranga high, he or she is ready to take that bullet. You know, true. he or re- he or she is ready to give back also. So the first thing he or she is ready to give back and he or she is ready to take that. True. And that is motivation. So when so the, the entire motivation comes from the fact that it's a true love towards nation. You know true. So many a time when you join when you go for the SSBs and things like that, they will ask you why you want to join the armed forces. Yes the answer is definitely it's love for the nation but the love for the nation is at the next level Every individual who's who's sane and who's part of a beautiful country, everyone loves. Everyone wants to True. see Tiranga High. There are, yes, rogue elements definitely who would have, uh, you know, over-educated and then they blabber something. Yeah, there is a section of such people also. They don't deserve to be in this country. But otherwise, 99% of the individual contributes towards the development of nation. It is not necessary that we can hum kar uniform. But the very fact that Someone who has worn the uniform, he or she is married towards that. You know, that is the mm. difference. And when we make a choice of wearing the uniform, joining the armed forces, there is no comeback. There's no comeback. Mm. It is not like a regular nine to five job wherein, you know, ho job change kar I don't want to work, I'll start some entrepreneurial venture. You know, like whatever. We don't have, we neither think, nor we have an option, you know. The only option mm. is that be there excel and do well, you know, till the time you have your tenure of sev- uh, 10 years as a short service, 15 years as a sailor or a, uh, you know, soldier or an airman, 20 years is the next bracket. So it is up to you. So every individual wants to give that minimum number of years for which he or she is committed. True. And uh, you know any individual, any see again the entity. Here the entity is nation. We are the entity's nation. We are answerable to the nation. And when it comes to corporate, why there is you know many a time you. I am a corporate guy now. Many a time you need to push people you know for various True. reasons. Here the people work not for the companies. They work on their self development, their goals, their salary, and together everything contributes towards the organization. But hmm. yes, when the organization doesn't take care of them or when the organization is not doing well then obviously the motivation changes the loyalty changes and then there is a shift because as I said individual growth and development is important then the people start searching job for a better prosperity so the loyalty towards an organization which used to be earlier uh, two decades back when globalization was not which had happened pre-91 there people used to stuck in a company for you know 30 years 40 years and all not because for the love mm-hmm. of the organization because of the security of job and because of the availability of the opportunity right True. so yes there is always a mix and match and the same person same person if you put in him into the shoes of his own entrepreneurial venture he will give 500% you know? because that mm-hmm. is his or her own but True. when it comes to an employee employee has a limitation you know True, all
0: definitely.
1: the employees have a limitation. definitely so, so it's a very uh, you know a difference between an uh, entrepreneur and someone who's working for the organization there's a huge difference you know
0: True, true. So,
1: baki motivation. See, the definition of motivation is that uh, you have to find what motivates you. You know, like uh, if I go to office every day, I'm sitting from nine to nine, and I'm working, working, working. That doesn't mean that I'm motivated to work that many number of hours. True. Probably that would be my, uh, you know, just I said, i because either mm-hmm. I'm I have to prove my point to save my thing, and if the company revenue dips or things happens, so I am aware that I should not. Be be the first one who should be told to go. So I have to prove my point. I'm productive right true so yeah this is the difference and armed forces bolte na, armed forces uh, it's, it's not about career it's a profession it's a profession where you want to excel and you want to contribute to this great nation and log nahi hai, when you see any war 1948 ke se, jitne bhi war huye, true. I know when I when, when you know when you are in a cargill war when a captain batra true. or anybody who was part of that, you know, the front line, they knew that they have to climb, they have to beat an enemy who's sitting at a comfortable position where their chances were 99% and we are at 1%, right? And they know that tomorrow we may not come back. But what Mm -hmm. motivates them? What motivates a Captain Batra to motivate his people, right? And that is that josh of... A different level of patriotism. It's not patriotism again, it's that urge... To see that tricolor up, you know. True. In a patriotic, hai, patriotic. Nothing like that. It is that commitment towards what you have learned in academy. That nam namak nishan bolte hai na, For mm-hmm. that, we kill people, we die also, you know. So I'm using also. We die also so that die is a, uh, you know, one of those attributes of Unwanted. Killing. Unwanted thing. Right. So, this is all motivation. And why a soldier who's ready to, uh, you know, uh, if not die, he or she is ready to be handicapped for life. Still, he or she lives life much, much larger than any of these civilians, you know. True. That is the difference. That is the difference.
0: Undoubtedly. So, that's, that's very inspiring and very true. 100%. So, being a warrior in itself is a very high-risk game. Any thing that you do any decision that you take could as like we mentioned undoubtedly, like unwantedly, get someone killed and i'm sure there is some amount of stress attached with that that it people's lives depend on decisions you take but coming back to civilian life as you mentioned now it's comparatively a little low risk, low risk because you can lose money you can lose a job you can lose something that can be regained back but at, at one point you might have had to take decisions that no one could have gotten back from like you can't read undo death and you can't undo the unwanted scenarios that come with war so does the stress after coming back to civilian life reduce as the consequences of your decisions are not as large oh
1: see again when you become a veteran and uh, when you come out of service at various point in life when i say that it the commitment would be 10 years 20 years 15 years whatever or maybe you may be forced to leave because of certain medical conditions or you know wherein you are no more uh, useful for the armed forces you know they don't carry baggage it's not yes they carry for you they care for you that's a different thing but at certain point of time they they can't carry the baggage you know and that's how the life is you as a soldier we all know that and that's why we sign the bond or whatever uh, you know whenever we sign the paper we know this all are the consequences and this may happen at any point of time and the decisions which we give may affect so many people you know as a leader when i am there uh yes the stress level definitely is very very high when we are in that certain environment but we know that how to handle that soldiering stress you know so we have been trained in academy so when we come out when we come out and that's a very organized setup in the armed forces you know the structure you know you know even if i'm a left commander and people from my fraternity whether it's army navy air force the juniors will salute me irrespective of you know, across the forces. I salute the seniors. It's a process. It's a process which is built in, right? Now, when I come to a civilian life, the stress is different in different capacities, you know, like, because when you come out, you need to have a job because unless you are from uh, a family or a background where you have enough to fend for. So, uh, so when that happens, when, when you need money for various reasons for your kids to grow and their education for you to survive to have various a minimum thing. So the first stress is that where will like I fit in, you know, because you know whether you like it or not, you were in a government job, your salary was uh whatever the amount, but it used to be there by the end of Security. month, 30, right? You are an entrepreneur, you know that corporate mid doesn't work like that unless you get your payment and uh, you know that month that to like month people. Month month to month is a challenge. So yes, unless you get to work with some organized corporate like Tata's or Bir- or the Godrej or the, uh, you know, a Reliance to some extent, wherein you know that 30th is 30 30 So that reduces the anxiety and the thing. But when you are with a startup, when you are with a family owned business, things are different, you know. And for, for a veteran, uh, now you are placed in an environment where things are totally different. The organizational behavior is totally different. The commerce happening is different. The set of people are different, you know, uh, the work culture is different. And if you are from the MNC, so it's totally different. So it takes time for you to adapt. And the best thing is that adaptability is one of the things which now, last few years, armed forces have been training their men and officers and the women officers and and the men and women who are there at various capacities. Uh, They they prepare themselves for release. So when you are going out, you can expect this, this, this. So the stress and anxiety level, which used to be pretty high earlier, is now being, they have realized that and they are helping them to reduce that anxiety and stress in various, through various mediums, you know, through counselling and things. Because, uh, trust me, at that age of 33, 34, that is after 10 years of service or 43, 44, at 20 years of service, your outlook is totally different and you are thrown into an environment, a secured environment, which had a different challenge to an unsecured environment, which will have a different challenge you know see people respect you no doubt when when i go to the cv street everyone will respect you because of your rank because you have served for the nation and now the awareness is bit more they will respect you but respect is not enough na? for you to be in a corporate it's a two-way you should also know the skills and the corporate should also require your skills, right sure. and when you live at 10 years you are at a decent salary in the armed forces and then when you expect that salary outside your skill set should be totally different you know True. it's not about that so there is a challenge and uh, this the only stress is that how to get adjusted how to get adaptable and how to contribute to the organization where you are going and once that is set, that is, it will take two years you know and then we are also pushing a lot of corporates we are requesting them now being in corporate for 14 years that give them a chance you know they are good people they are talented they were the cream of this country when they finished their 12th standard or graduation because the cream and the cream only get selected so the talent is already there you know talent is already there that is the argument i put and I speak to, uh, you know, my counterparts or the corporate, that they are talented. You see, you select way. They are all in their rank 4, 5 and all. So, now it's a matter of just getting and molding them. And trust me, all of them whom we have taken or when I was taken or now when I take people, ek year lean period. Hota hai. Uske baad they fly. Uske baad, once they are used to this culture, then their game suddenly changes from one step to the 10th step, straight away, no? And that's <laughs> the beauty of arm forces. So, yes, the stress is there. The first two years is pretty stressful but uh, things are fine and then there are amazing entrepreneurs also who could uh, go out and become entrepreneur, probably because of the you know solid background they had or the financial savings they had they wanted not to work with anybody but they had ideas so amazing individuals uh, you know to name some like the uh, Leela group of hotels There was a captain in the army and then many many other companies where the leader or the founder was from the armed forces right True. so yeah, this is what the difference.
0: So, that's very inspiring. So, since you are a war veteran, I have to ask you this. Sir, oftentimes wars are pushed to the shove because of maybe political conditions. But being in the armed forces, does it ever, do you ever get the mm-hmm. gist Ki okay, there is a war coming or is there any idea from before a war starts? See, there
1: is a political built-up. Yeah, you know, every war, there is a political build up It's not ki suddenly Aaj hum hai, baat hai, kal war. Ho gaya. It doesn't work like that. There are channels of negotiation there are rounds and rounds of talks and debates and then of course one of the countries uh, take that initial step of you know when the talk breaks or things doesn't happen so they retreat to that particular action True. and then it's a built-up no war ever has been uh, you know uh, prompt action that there a war hua. even if you go to back to history if you, if you study geopolitical and historical aspect of our country every war whether it, it's in the Mughal period or the British period or, oh. or, or the erstwhile dynasties everyone knows that there is war where it is somewhere else so uh, war has never been thrust upon you but a built up like Russia Ukraine we all knew that there is something Piling up and it will come. So whether it's and the latest one which we saw pre-Kargil war was the Gulf war it was also a scenario where you know that something is going to happen so yes so uh, we know and then there is uh, once that that uh, decision is taken that okay something is going to and then you are in a prompt action you know i navy, in AVFO so you move so the mobilization happens so when we went for ops parakram after Kargil that was in 2000-2001 the war didn't happen but there was a war scenario which was built up almost There was the political thing which almost war so we all were part of that and we had moved we had mobilized our stuff and that mobilization itself took one, one and a half months we knew that it is going to happen you know but of course a uh, lot of negotiations a lot of talks this was post attack on parliament you know So things, when it was Kargil war, similar mob happened and the war happened, right? When it was Parakram, the mob happened, but the war didn't happen. So see, nobody wants a war, to be very frank. It's only if you see the real reason behind any war, it's they say the entire world globe is controlled by the Arms and ammunition industry and the pharma industry. These are the two people who control the entire world. So, their ups and downs, pe, they have this favoritization with respect to the countries. You know, true. Like if US is there will be a set of countries, and then USSR, Peletha, Russia, they have a set of countries. True. And these two people are the biggest arms and ammunition dealers in this world, including making of ships, aircraft. Wo bike ka kaise? Why will a country buy an arms and ammunition or an aircraft or a, a you know, ship from them? If there is no scenario, take I for. To protect my, uh, you know, the borders or the water, I will buy a certain number of things, and I'll go for indigenization. But when so sometimes it happens a, knowingly, and when it happens knowingly, when they are pushed to a scenario, then there is a, a chance of usurping so many arms and ammunition, and that is what True. the games this nation play. You know, so it's it's HG all games. And it's a, it's a game people play. You know, Why? And trust me, India Pakistan, if peaceful, ho be jata hai future me, there would be something between. India. India and China, True. you know. So there's never
0: when, going to be peace,
1: and that's never going to because West go they don't want to be living in harmony, you know. So their agenda will be over, right? Their agenda will be, and that's a fact. That's a fact. This is how the world works.
0: So it's knowingly happening. All wars between India, all hostilities between India and other countries are by West are like instigated It is by a West.
1: scenario created. It is a scenario created over a period of time, you know. Over a period of time, there's whole lot of funding. Terrorists go, fund karta, you know, like. It's a why a terrorist terrorist has so much of money so we don't arms and ammunition they are funded they are funded by different sorts of people so the entire thing is to move this mechanism the gear, grease this is how the things work how the True. things work first while it was a different scenario when you know one particular aurangzeb or Ghazni wanted to usurp so many territories ki, to show the world that I am the most powerful person in the world BP boy scenario is in terms of, you know, like a U.S. or somebody saying, it's a modern
0: scenario,
1: but thinking is always same. And see, any part of the world, though two countries, it's Palestine, True. Israel, or you know, some other place, either a civil war inside, or war between two countries. True. If Sir, kuch stable, ho jayega, toh, you would be so, in <laughs> a where everything is fine. Yeah,
0: so you have been a veteran of operation Talwar as well. And usme, like, in my limited understanding they lodged ships in front of Karachi to sort of stop the basic necessities from reaching the place reaching Pakistan through trades and stuff and but is it like Pakistan has a little bit of coast which is why these ships were lodged over there but for a country which is completely bound by land is it possible to stop their trades theoretically through ships
1: um again then you have to find ki, what is the source of logistics coming in you know a country which is like landlocked Then True. you have to find the uh, the source of logistics which is coming in then it's see war is fighting one-to- one war is one of those aspects of war you know it it again depends like you have to find out the uh the entire you know the supply chain of that particular country Koi bhi ho, war mein hota hai ki you just d- blindly does, uh, don't go and do War. The war is jo field. Pe hota hai, wo, sir, that's a one, one part of the war. You know, there is a tactical level war going at a different level. So, agar th- uh, uske koi hostile country hoga, ya koi friend country hoga, So many things are looked into. But yes, uh, if a country is uh, you know not landlocked totally, or koi bhi a end se agar sea ka hai, So yes, so definitely that becomes much more easier. Even if there is landlocked the landlock, landlock country beach me for you to enter to that country you have to cross the country, various other countries border for them True. then there is lot of you know uh, regulations Problems. and international conventions it's not that easy it's not that easy for them to go there and so see we are guided by so many conventions you know every sure. country ne, everyone will be a rogue you know everyone will start uh going and attacking left right and center hai na? Sure. so this is the this is the reason where the diplomatic ties the diplomatic relation between the countries work then sure. there are different uh any country have that that unit for them to perform certain things. So, it's strategic level and tactical level, pe hai, which probably even I don't have much of the knowledge. But yes, if some country wants that to happen, they will they will make it.
0: So, that was very, very insightful. So you've been in the Navy and when we think about the Navy, we are always talking about ships. It's bada ship a And you've mentioned in the past how INS Virat is extremely huge from the insights But what are submarines like? Because that's just a question Ki wo purple flag only a cartoon wherever we see it. So not much is known about submarines. What's a
1: submarine like? So submarine uh, is uh, you know one of the technological marvel and the uh, principles it work underwater. underwater. So the navy is uh, three dimensional, you know, underwater, hai, surface, pay or air. so that is why navy is called the three dimensional force, right? And uh, life in submarine is totally different. It is uh, you know not everyone's cup of tea. And then when you join the armed you have a choice. You can choose a submarine arm, but submarine arm has got various requirements the medical requirement, the physical requirement and then, uh, you know, the certain criterias to opt for that branch and once you opt you are trained and the training is rigorous you know, the training is rigorous wherein you have to, there are submarine medicals it's a different medical, then there are escape chambers and so many other trainings you have to do in case you know, if something happens in a submarine so life is pretty tough and uh, as I said, uh, the comfort level is uh, what you see in a surface Navy, if it's 100, submarines the comfort level would be at 20 you know and then you 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 get you get uh hard money for that you get a uh, dip money whatever we call buy Choice people take it, you know. Nobody forces you, it's a pride. And when, uh, when you finish your training and your competency and whatever, you get a submarine arm badge which you, which, which you proudly, proudly wears on your chest. So, uh, technologically, it is, uh, pretty advanced because it's a cat and mouse game which it plays during the war or even in a peace scenario, uh, you know, the surface shape or the, or the, you know, the, uh, there are other uh, a chopper or something with a sonar which are constantly looking at finding you right true So when 1971 the war happened and then uh, you know Pakistani submarine Ghazi. Pakistan uh, for coincidentally Pakistan had submarine much before us you know so we had submarine later. So they were well versed much before us for various reasons you know the various political reasons and the decisions which government took. It took some time for them to uh, you know realize the submarine power after independence. Pakistan was pretty uh, you know wise enough to have it early. So Ghazi war we it was purely navy smartness and the people who were administrating at that point of time which fooled Gazi to come in in search of Vikran, you know and that's how Gazi was found and uh, whatever happened to Ghazi it happened but uh, you know the 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 entire skill set or the skill set of the people who manned the submarine is one defending itself how much you can hide from the enemy at the same time the other is to find the enemy you know so you operate in a very thin line and yes uh, people say it's dangerous uh, to be in a submarine but no they are professional they they are trained for that you know and then accidents or anything it happens anywhere it happens even if it's a surface ship or road or train or so yes couple of accidents had happened in submarine major accident across the globe India also had couple of accidents so these are all part and parcel of the game but you know when you enter a submarine it's a different feeling uh, those people who are scared of you know who are claustrophobic rather they won't survive there it's not their game because it's a closed environment always you know and the only chance you get to come up is when you are at the surface when you are at the dockyards for the repairs or when you so how small everything. is it
0: if I might ask. Uh,
1: no, nee, it's not that small the way we are anticipating with the way you are anticipating. It's a pretty huge, uh, you know, the pre- lengthwise and the entire structure-wise. It's pretty huge and it's, uh, you know, very well engineered. Various aspects of it is taken care. Of because it holds machineries, you know, huge machineries. It holds weapons. It holds torpedoes, uh, you know, uh, so, so many things. So, yes, uh, you know, to summarize it in a layman's term, it's, it's tough. No, no doubt about it. It's stuff but it's fine you know those people who love it find it you know very very attractive very very challenging for them and uh, life is all about challenge for different level of people you know so i say
0: so multiple times on instagram like even i've followed that you've shared ghost stories and what's the scariest like what's what's like the scariest aspect of being on a ship See, the
1: scariest aspect uh, on being on a ship is when you are into oceans you know like oceans mein kaise hota door, door tak koi hota nahi hai door, door tak and I was on a ship which was, one of my ships was a tanker, Ayanash Jyoti, which is a refueling tanker for the fleet. And the refueling tankers sail a lot because when you are at sea, it's called, you know, replenishment at sea. And raat hoti hai, hai. it's a lonely feeling, you know, because the set of people you see is day in and out, same set of people. And when you are sailing for 30, 40 days, uh, in Imagine ki there are always chance of a moon swing and uh, you know आपका काम हो के बाद when you come on a quarter deck or a, or a foxhell or wherever you are and आप है and अंधेरी when you are looking at सब कुछ अंधेरा then it's a huge vast thing यहाँ कुछ नहीं so it's a bit scary, uh, you know. It's how you take it, you know. And across the globe, there are many stories hallucinations, people have seen ghost ships, where, the ships which have, you know. Hundreds, have you seen any ghosts or,
0: or any hostility? No.
1: No, on-board ship, nahi. But uh jo main ship was on the ship, there was death, some civilians ke, during the, uh, you know, when the ship was uh, in dockyard. So people were a bit scared, you know. Hai na, built up. Uh, See, why sad. a ghost stories happen? One is a built up, you know. People for this. And then you also start feeling that. That's how the uh that, that's how it built up, you know. And then uskiba the experiences is if someone would have some experience, not on ship, but personal life. I Me, mean, yes, uh, I believe in paranormal. I do a lot of research, I read a lot of I hear a lot of paranormal stuff, a lot of friends who do paranormal research. I'm part of a small team also. So yes, it's all it's all the game of energies, you know. It's so all how does it
0: not scare you? Like it's it's scary in, in- terms of like Nahin, uh, sun,
1: see, kya hodana, aap mein ho. So it is as simple as that. If there is good, if there is bad, there is bad here. Like energy ka khel hai pura, you know it's all about energy and uh, it's all about how much you believe and you don't believe, right? Kyuki, imagine a place where you are alone. So there will be a lot of thought process which will come to it. And then I have seen, I have seen, I have experienced a couple of things which was beyond explanation. There are so many things beyond explanation. See, bolte hai na ki, what we see and we know is only 15 to 20 percent, 80 percent is unknown to us, you know. True. And if we think we are the smartest people, it doesn't work You're like not. that because we are in a universe. Or say, like movie PK. Like right? So I believe in alien theory, I believe in so many things because when you are so intelligent and when you can build up so many things and you're not the only one you find about other planets and things there there may be so many developed planets which probably we are not aware and there are a number of documentaries on netflix and other places which cues about it you know true you know people may say superstitious yes rituals are superstitious but the energies are
0: real so you have been a war veteran in the navy you have been an ultra marathoner TEDx speaker fit India ambassador sir what is the one top thing that you learned that changed your life and that you would want the audiences to take away from today so so it's
1: it's all about passion you know one thing which drives me is passion passion combined with discipline so it's passion like when I conduct a podcast like yesterday I had podcast with someone so that my passion to uh you know one is my passion of listening i'm a good listener and then my passion of uh you know getting the youth of this country or rather the country the, the people of our country to be aware of the armed forces to be to to respect the People who are serving veterans, their families, because other many other countries in the world do. So it's that passion which can drives me for various causes. You know, to write a book, that's my passion. Writing is my passion. You know, to run a marathon, that's my passion. To be a good parent, that's my passion. To to be a good father to my daughter, to be a good husband to my wife, to be a good son to my parents, that's passion. You know, so one thing underlines is passion. You know, and if you're passionate, you can scale. Anything if you're not passionate or like for example, had you not passionate, you would not have pursued me to come to your podcast no, so much, right? so much because you know, even everyone is busy. I am busy today. Luckily, I'm work from home, so I could take some time and uh, talk to you and things like that. So, so the underlying factor is passion plus discipline, right? Discipline is important, you know, like you have to face uh there's nothing called time management. people say time management. It's a it's a purely wrong concept. It's self-managed. You have to manage yourself in the available time. You know, you can hai. So how you manage that 24 hours is important, right? True. Sure. And it's all when you have to manage that 24 hours. if you have one, you have to be passionate. Second, you have to be disciplined. Passionate about your work, passionate about what you do at that point of time. When I'm on Instagram, I should be passionate about connecting to people. And if I am working, or if I am in some family thing, I should be passionate about being there and not on Instagram. So, at that particular point of time, at whatever you do, you have to be passionate. Nahin, so it just become a mundane thing. So, yes, to answer your question, it was passion plus discipline.
0: So, what is your message to the youth? Because you are so inspiring, and so many different people take so much inspiration from you. Like writing a book, doing this, doing that. We we only dream of doing like one thing. I have a book. I have I have achieved it. I have Sir, you 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 are constantly doing so so many things, and this is what's so inspiring. And every single time there's something new there's something better so what is your message to the youth how do you do something like that yeah see uh, for my
1: message to youth is uh, you definitely need to be multitasking there is no today the world is about multitasking you cannot be uh, you know having one thing or if you're having one thing you should be master in that you should be the best like you should be the AR Rahman in the music industry right otherwise it's all about multitasking you have to multitask again that multitask come with passion you know if someone ask me to go and dance that's not my passion because yeah that's not my passion if someone wants me to gym or run that's my passion you know so you have to find out which are your niche right and then work on that niche and it has to be three four you know there is no other thing is my message to youth would be spend time on yourself love yourself you know that's very self-love is very very important when i say self-love that doesn't mean to be uh you know always thinking about yourself it's not that you know Uh, to be self-centered and self-loving totally different you know self-love is when you take care of yourself that is both physical mental aspect when you spend time on yourself upgrading yourself investing on yourself so that you're a better person and when you do that you would be passionate to others you know you would love others you would see from your perspective towards others so when i put myself in that shoes then you will your perspective changes right generally do they do? They them them. When, when you love yourself you will put yourself on him or her shoe am I in a capacity to help that person maybe 5 rupees 10 rupees ya khana de do. am I that you know so it comes that realization comes from you right True. that is my message to all the youth spend time on yourself take time out for physical activities very very important because we are in a modern age unlike everything is uh, you know uh, nahi a lot of artificial stuffs are going through our food and various other True. aspects. So, being fit is one of the key elements physically and mentally. No? True. And self respect. Self respect is something that. Uh, you know, especially to the youth, is you can't be. uh fanatic about someone. You know, especially in the relationship and all at all those teenage where people think he or she is everything. You know, so they are not ready to <coughs> accept rejections, right? And when when you when you are so immersed in that other person, and when you are not accept to not ready to accept rejection, then you damage yourself. You know? Your self confidence goes for a toss. That should not happen because any whoever is there, you should be. For everyone, you know, True. and then then you realize, you know, and especially for you, your focus right now should be to carve a niche for you, to go True. to the next level, to focus on your career, to build something for you, and you cannot waste time on, uh, you know, someone something which is unproductive. And I say that I've seen, you know, it's an age of infatuation, it's an age of everything is in open domain, and uh, you know, you start comparing yourself with others. See, we have to realize that we are Each one of us is. Hand- and beautiful you know god has made us uh so your looks or anything doesn't dictate things how beautiful you are from inside and your parents and your loved one you are the most beautiful person you know they don't care about anybody else if tomorrow a Shah Rukh Khan come and tomorrow you are there for your parents obviously they will kill Shah Rukh Khan for you true that is then you have to realize that you are loved you know True. And people start always comparing. Yaar, iske paas wo hai, uske paas hai. Yes, compare karo, you take the good points from people. You know, why True. Asharu Khan would be a successful person. well on that. Why is he so successful? Forget about the glamour and things, whatever he is doing now. But how he came there. So that when you start focusing on that, your life will be different. You know? True. And I repeat, I repeat self-love, not self-centered, self-respect, not uh you you know, overthinking and thinking about some people who who doesn't respect you, right? So such people. So the choice of saying no has to be very, very, very important. Life means no. bolna सीखना बहुत important है और no बोलना है वो तुम्हें True. Sab yes yes tho, ho gaya, you know. True. So that is what is important in life.
0: Thank you so much, sir, for joining us today. It's an absolute honor to have you over here. Thank you so much again.
1: Yeah yeah. Thank you, Veera, and uh, you know.